0: Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I need to do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. At and jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Want to thank FAU head football coach Tom Herman on this early signing day as he's got... Double-digit freshmen coming into that program. And uh, as he told us, he's expecting at least seven of them to enroll early and be on campus in Boca, go through the off-season conditioning program, be uh, spring bowl bound for FAU. That's important. That's extremely, extremely, extremely important. Also, a big takeaway from that for FAU fans, LeJante Wester, who is the nation's number two receiver, In uh, the 2024 college football season, he is in the portal, but there is hope that Lejante may decide just to stay in Boca Raton. Like I think that's an important nugget from from Tom Herman, uh, because there's going to be a lot of schools that are going to be at least inquiring. About his services. Uh, Miami today, extremely, extremely busy. Uh, missed out on someone who uh, they thought, many thought they were going to be able to flip. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. And yes, uh, the the looming quarterback situation for the Canes as well. Gabby Arudia, our friend at 247, covers the Canes, does an outstanding job. The Through the Smoke podcast. He'll join us in just a second. But let me tell you about the greatness of prize picks. Never going to leave you disappointed prize picks is the best daily fantasy they're trying to hand you money i literally hand you money All you have to do is use the promo code KLV, KLV, K and an L and a V, and double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Tonight, maybe a little NBA prize picks. How about a little hockey prize picks? How about a little bowl action prize picks? That's right. College sports right there for you. The best daily fantasy player. Numbers more than, less than. It's easy. Pick three, pick four, put in 20 to win 100, put in 20 to win 200. Hell, you can go pick five, pick six, and really up the ante, but it's super fun to play the interface is amazing. The app is simple and again, the promo code can get your deposit doubled up to $100. KLV. Use the promo code for Prize Picks. That's Prize Picks. Download the app today. The last time we talked with this man, he was all over the rumors of Tyler Van Dyke possibly going to Alabama. He was so, so on it, and uh, we uh, respect the hell out of this guy and the work he does. And again, 247, Through the Smoke podcast, Gabby Arudia, who's super busy today, but we appreciate him taking some time here on ESPN 106.3. Gabby, first of all, thank you. Second of all, how disappointed should Canes fans be that Miami did not get Jeremiah Smith the wide receiver to flip from Ohio State to Miami.
2: Yeah, first of all guys, thank thank you for having me and secondly, I mean, yeah, that was tough. You know, there was definitely some internal confidence going into Wednesday morning that they would find a way to get it get, you know, across the finish line with Jeremiah Smith and and get it done and he had a bag in his hand as he was making his announcement. There was an Ohio State hat in there and there was a Miami hat ah. in there had kind of waned over the last, you know, 24, 48 hours. Florida was kind of out of the mix, and it really came down to Miami, slipping to Miami or sticking with Ohio State. And he said it was a gut decision, you know, kind of in-the-moment decision to stick with Ohio State. And, uh, yeah, you know, definitely disappointing. Miami did as, as much as they could in that recruitment. I think they gave, them, they gave them as many reasons to stay home as they possibly could. But ultimately, uh, Ohio State's track record and development of wide receivers, they have a rich history of guys. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, being the most recent. And, uh, you know, that was enough to convince him that he wanted to play his college football in Columbus. Let me
1: ask you this. Between Florida, Florida State, Miami, I mean, I suppose I have to include UCF in there, though. That drives me crazy. (laughs) Who is going to be the first Florida school to finally draw... Florida's number one recruit for the first time since 2010 to keep them at home. It ha- I didn't realize that it hasn't been since 2010, the number one overall recruit in the state has actually gone to a state school. Jeremiah Smith going to Ohio state now makes this 14 straight years. Who's going to be wow. the first program to keep them within the parameters of our borders?
2: That, that's an interesting stat that I was not aware of. So uh, yeah, that's definitely alarming And look, I mean, if we're talking about recruiting and we're talking about, uh, those, the the process of talent acquisition, I mean, give me Mario Cristobal. This guy is an absolute relentless, absolutely relentless recruiter. Uh, he nearly pulled it off here. Uh, I mean, really moments, uh, inches as close as you could possibly be. Of course, there's no second place in recruiting, but, uh, you know, I I would bet my money that Mario Cristobal is going to be the first to keep the top player from Florida in the state. Uh, don't know when that will be. Don't, not sure what that (laughs) looks like, but. If I was a betting man uh, and I'm evaluating these situations, I'm looking at Mario Cristobal and the Hurricanes because uh, this is a talent acquisition process a machine, and uh, he is uh, a, a maniacal about the recruiting profits, And so I would probably roll the dice and go with Coach Cristobal there.
0: Maniacal is a good way to put it, Gabby. Our buddy would go on Mario as well. Hey, give us your answer, your best whack at it. Why is Mario so damn good when the season ends and it's time to get recruited? I think they said at number seven right now with you guys at 247. Is it the loafers? Is it his demeanor? Is it his staff that he puts together? Why is Mario so dominant when it comes to recruiting each and every offseason?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. And it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint it, right? Because there's is. no like, uh, there's no there's nothing to point to and be like, oh, this uh, or whatever. Like, you know, it's just he just closes. And I think uh, it's just the nature of the relationship building process and how how strong he is. I mean, I think you you would imagine that coaches are constantly hitting up recruits, constantly hitting up recruits, uh, constantly blowing up their phones, constantly making sure everyone's good with their families. But that truthfully, that's not always the case. The head coach sometimes isn't as involved in recruiting as others. And I think Mario Cristobal legitimately builds deep bonds with these players. And I think uh, when it's time to you know get ready, sit down with your family, and say, "Hey, we're not making a fun summer commitment," We're we're, we're, we're making a lifetime decision. Where am I going to go? I think Mario Cristobal and what he does over the course of the year, as far as developing those relationships and, and building those bonds, and uh, yeah, I think it gives them an, an upper hand when the family's sitting down and, and talking about, like, hey, where do we feel best? Like, where do we feel like we want to be at? And who do we feel more com- most comfortable with? I think uh, that's where Mario Cristobal thrives because it's genuine, it's authentic, and it's, it's, it's a part of who he is, it's right not what he does. He, he really he really truthfully just enjoys this process. He's a again. I mean, he's he, he absolutely you know takes this talent acquisition, this insanely crazy calendar, everything that it requires. He 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 looks at it between the between the eyes, and he go and he he goes and gets it. And so I think that's just a part of who Mario Cristobal is in this process. And I think that's why he you see him do such a good job at the finish line. It's because he he spends so much time building authentic relationship and and does a good job of of selling guys on the program. And hey, we don't have to you know. Sugar coated or anything anymore. Miami's absolutely armed with NIL resources, and that certainly doesn't help.
1: <laughs> uh, Gabby Aruti at two four seven co-host through the smoke. Follow him on Twitter gabby arudia 247 uh as as you were alluding to this is regardless of getting jeremiah smith or not and again he's sticking with ohio state this appears to be a pretty lucrative day for miami uh for the hurricanes in this early signing day period just uh how impactful uh is this day in your mind ultimately going to be for for mario cristobal and company
2: yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big day. You know, uh, they did a good job of getting all you know most of their commits you know across the finish line. Uh, you know, they still have a top ten class. Miami's never signed back to back top ten classes in the twenty four seven sports era, and wow. uh, you know I still think that there's some meat left on the bone as far as what they can do. Uh, you know, they should get word from a lar- uh, a top two four seven linebacker out of Largo, Florida. Darius Hayes He's committed to Florida. Miami uh, is trending to flip him. So, you know, Miami, another blue chip type of talent on board here potentially soon. And Miami's also awaiting word from, five, uh, you know, composite five-star defensive lineman Armando Blunt, who's committed to Florida State. Uh, he's going to announce his decision make it public at 6 p.m. Eastern. So there's still a lot that Miami can accomplish here on Wednesday. And, yeah, you missed out on Jeremiah Smith, but there's still some big-time targets uh, left on the board. And if Miami can close out the way that they expect to, you know, there should be some more good news rolling in for the program here.
1: Uh, just real quick, uh, what is your gut feel on Armando Blunt?
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna end up flipping that commitment to Miami. Uh, you know, I feel good about what the Hurricanes did. Uh, he took only one official visit this whole entire recruiting cycle after you know reclassifying from 2025 to 2024, and despite him being a Florida State commitment, he uh, took that visit to Miami, and things are trending towards the Hurricanes. So I like where Miami's at with Armando Blunt uh, going into that announcement.
1: Like Blunt. And let's just talk about the uh, the big whale sitting out there, and that's Cam Ward, yeah. the quarterback. Yep. And so uh, Miami has has not been able to acquire the services of uh, of a Will Rogers or a, a Dylan Gabriel. So here we are with everybody waiting on baited breath uh, for for Cam Ward, and it looks like it's down to Florida State. And Miami, when do you expect this announcement to happen, this decision to be made? Could it still happen today, or are we thinking more next week? And who has the inroad here?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is one of those where it's tough to pin a timeline, to. I think ideally, you know, this thing would have been, I think for all parties involved, uh, this would have been done already. Uh, you know, Miami's obviously still battling, clawing through that one. Uh, they'd like nothing more than for Cam Ward to be their quarterback in 2024. And I think, you know, all the everything is kind of pointing to Miami, you know, continuing to grind that one out and see if they could pull it off. It seems to be a Miami-Florida State recruiting battle. I know he's if Camp is still talking about the NFL, uh, let's see if that's something that they're willing to follow through with. Uh, you know, but I do think Miami, if I was handicapping this thing, I, I do think Miami's potentially in the best spot. Uh, to get this thing done, but I think that there's still a lot that needs to happen before that kind of comes through. So with these transfer quarterbacks, you know, and in the transfer portal, you know, especially these high profile guys, they hold all the leverage and they hold all the cards. And Cameron Ward has a ton of leverage right now. And so I think it's going to be on his terms when he's ready. And so things look the way that he sort of wants it to look. So uh, I know Miami's still working there. Miami absolutely wants to get him on board as soon as they possibly can. But it sounds like there's still more work to be done there.
0: Yeah, I, I know Cam spending some time up in Tallahassee this weekend. Miami fans are nervous. But if it was to be a guy like K.J. Jefferson, is that considered settling in your opinion? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it depends on what that, what it looks like, right? I think it depends on what it looks like from the Cam Ward perspective and what the domino effect of that is. Is it because you lost him to Florida State? Is it because he elected to go pro? Um, but, look, K.J. Jefferson, I think, is a, is a real option kind of that Miami's exploring. When they started to really dive into their potential quarterback options a few weeks ago, uh, K.J. Jefferson is a name who, you know, had emerged as a potential transfer portal guy. Uh, you know, it took them some time to get in there. But once he officially hit, you know, he was a name that they had kind of circled as they began their process of looking for a quarterback. And so I know that Miami definitely likes what K.J. Jefferson brings. He's an experienced veteran uh, you know, productive quarterback who played a lot of good football in the SEC over the course of his career, and that's exactly what Miami's looking for. They got a big offensive line, a good, strong group of playmakers and, you know, supporting cast that they feel like K.J. Jefferson would have potentially the best group around him, or any transfer quarterback would have the best group around them that they've had over the course of their career. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the potential of K.J. Jefferson is, still kind of on the table, but I still think everything is pointing to Miami trying to get Cam Ward done before they go there.
1: K.J. Jefferson, again, the Arkansas quarterback who's in the portal now. Uh, Gabby Arudia, just a couple of more uh, with him. Um, outstanding work for 247, and again, oh, the Through the Smoke podcast. He is all over it today. Follow him on Twitter, at Gabby Arudia247. Do you anticipate... Uh, any staff changes after today? I got a little nervous for Shannon Dawson when he's lecturing the fans about uh, how uh, the air raid is a mindset. Uh, but it seems like he's back on good terms with the fan base and uh, and with Mario. Uh, do you think there's going to be any shuffling of the staff, which sometimes happens after an early signing day? Is everybody pretty concrete in uh, in that coaching room?
2: Yeah, I think it's always that's that's always tough to predict. You know how the how the coaching staff stuff shakes out. I mean, I would there's been Staff changing since my, since Mario cristobal has gotten here every year. So, um, you know, I obviously want to hold on to, you know, defensive coordinator Lance Guidry, and, you know, he's going to be a popular name in the market just because of what he's done over the course of his career and now at Miami. Um, you know, of course, there's going to be, oh, there, you're, you've got to hold on. you got to take care of your people. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a couple things move here or there. I, I don't know if anything definitive right now or anything certain, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a, a few tweaks to the staff. Uh, going
1: into 2024. And, uh, go ahead, Stone. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. If you got a, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. It's fine. Hey, Gabby, this is kind of an abstract question, but nobody better than you to answer it. Kind of go through your process on how you handle gauging teenagers on social media and kind of the mysterious things they put out there if we're talking about Armando Blunt, just him posting a picture no context of him holding up the you a week ago and you have plenty of these recruits just tweeting emojis and stuff again no context like when you see these things what's your process are you hitting up people that you know well in their camp or are you just trying to put a puzzle piece together every single time you see these things
2: yeah, it's. It, I think every situation is different. you got to treat every situation different. And this is silly season, right? Like, you never know what's going to happen. But I've, I, I don't know. On my end, I've learned to, you know, for the most part, ignore the social media stuff. Like, just try to get down to the nitty-gritty of what's real and what's not. Social media is one thing. What's reality is the other. And, you know, obviously, if you have a commit who's, uh, you know, playing some social media games uh, the day he's supposed to sign or anything like that, like, that's clearly not a good thing for a program, but I try not to dive too deep into the social media stuff just because, you know, again, like you said, we're we're dealing with teenagers in the social media era who have one interpretation of what social media means. And we, as, you know, older, you know, more a little bit grown up men like have a different one. So I try not to look too much into that. Just always try to remain constant and, you know, making sure you have a good grasp and a a good understanding of, of these recruitments and, and hope that, you know, and, you know, believe and trust in your intel and your sources as you, you know go through the process it's not always a straight line you know there could definitely be bumps in the road and all those types of things but you know try not to put too much stock into some of those social media posts
1: final thing here gabby and gabby Arrudia 247 uh, covers the canes and uh, also co-host on the very 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 well done through the smoke podcast uh for me Mario is a phenomenal recruiter. I have such major issues with his in-game coaching, and it drives me insane. You, you're you you're a recruiting ace, but you're also conversing with fans, probably more so than I am. How do you rationalize after year two the Mario Cristobal on the recruiting trail with the Mario Cristobal on the sideline and how he handles in-game situations?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough, and You know, I'm definitely not an X's and O's expert, so I try not, you know, I definitely have opinions or or whatever the case is. But, look, I think bottom line, I think what Mario Cristobal does best is uh, he levels up the talent on the team. And in college football, more often than not, the more talented teams win. And I think, uh, you know, really, uh, if, if they're able to get better players and put just awesome football players across the field, I think that Miami will start winning more football games. I mean, that's what he did at, that's he did in Oregon. He recruited at a really high level, and that Oregon team won, you know, say what you want about the coaching or anything else like that. But, you know, that team did win two conference championships in the Pac-12. So I think the most important thing in college football is just leveling up the overall talent, and I do think Mario Cristobal does that as well as anybody else. And, yeah, some of the in-game decisions and, you know, of course, like the Georgia Tech knee situation, those are all incredibly frustrating, and you can't justify or explain those things rationally or – Anything like that, those are just mistakes that happen that shouldn't happen. Um, But I think ultimately Miami will be fine as a program, and I still think they're trending in the right direction because the team's getting better, the team's getting more talented, and that will more likely than not lead to better results on Saturdays.
1: Gabby, really appreciate the time. Uh, Looking forward to uh, seeing you the rest of the day, and uh, especially what happens with Armando Blount around 6 o'clock. We'll be following you on social media. We'll be checking out your stuff 247 and listening to the Through the Smoke podcast. Thanks again for taking the time today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank
1: you, Gabby. That is Gabby Arudia with us here covering the Canes on ESPN 106.3. Do we have time for for Dr. Goldhaber? Stone, you tell me. Do we have, do we uh, have time for Dr. Goldhaber? Yeah, I think it would be best if we took a break before. All it, but right, we let's take do. a break. Our good friend, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhaberscientist.com, goldhaberscientist.com. He's going to come in, and I have a feeling we're talking a little bit of New York football, the state of, and it is, well, hilarious. Not for him, but it is for me. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica, LeVeca, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. Put out- From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Right now, on my computer screen in front of me at our new The Square Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, I have up the brand new ESPN West Palm Play ESPN West Palm Play YouTube channel. This is going to revolutionize digital sports coverage in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You no longer have to sit down and watch your nightly news. You no longer have to sit and wait until 11.30, until they get done with Those terrible, terrible stories of homicide and politics and the lame human interest stories. And then, oh, of course, we need three weather reports before the end of the news. And then the 45 seconds of local sports coverage that you're getting on local TV in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You don't need any of that. Don't forget about the
0: pizza shack that burnt down on on whatever road it is.
1: Right. Nobody wants to see that because it's (laughs) going to make everybody sad. It's going to make everybody sad, okay? So uh, this is where we are giving you the alternative, okay? ESPN West Palm Play. YouTube.com slash at ESPN West Palm. YouTube.com slash at ESPN West Palm. You go and you subscribe to it right now. And the, the best. In local news is right at your fingertips alerts coming to your phone hey theo dorsey's out at this high school doing this story perfect oh espn west palm is down covering the fau basketball game oh man highlights from that right here on my phone it's all there it is all there with espn west palm play our brand new endeavor This is the launch today, revolutionizing the digital sports coverage in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You don't need to wait until 11.45 at night any longer on weeknights when you're sleepy and trying to pry your eyes open before you go to bed. Uh Uh-uh. It's right there. Easy to access and so well done. And want to know why? Because damn it, Theo Dorsey's the face of the entire thing. ESPN West Palm Play, youtube.com slash at ESPN West Palm YouTube com slash at ESPN west, palm. espn west palm play watch us play i'm a proud subscriber i don't know about you stone but i am a proud subscriber big fan of youtube i'm a subscriber as well and we have a big few- fan of theo dorsey big fan of uh, moving where was, pictures
0: that's what i was going next was yeah. i mean when you have a guy that looks like theo dorsey that is uh, going to be the face of a bunch of the
1: videos on the YouTube channel. I mean, come on. So again, I subscribe to him alone. I want to emphasize absolutely no reason to watch the TV news in Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast. One more time. There is not a damn reason why you should be watching TV news in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Okay. Well, yeah. Just let that one sink in. And I, I think for for me, it's like
0: a, Never mind. I'm going to keep that one to myself.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey. There is every reason to go to the South Florida Fair. It's the season together with family and friends. The season to create everlasting memories. Make those memories last with tickets to the South Florida Fair. Dive into the fun with this year's fair theme celebrating ocean and marine wildlife. See a live shark show. Get up close with sea lions and plenty more opportunities to enjoy an immersive underwater experience where will there be sea urchins perhaps? Discount tickets, ride vouchers are on sale now at Publix and online at southfloridafair.com That is the South Florida Fair. It opens January 12th, West Palm Beach. Dive into the fun with the South Florida Fair. Fair SouthFloridaFair.com. com uh if you are just joining us we have been uh, national signing day heavy here uh, and again a big thank you to fau head coach tom herman big thank you to gabby arudia of 247 some in-depth stuff on the canes as miami is looking to uh flip a big defensive lineman uh armando blount at 6 o'clock, uh, who's committed to Florida State currently. That's right. Jeremiah Smith, who is a Keynes target, uh, five-star, number one recruit in Florida, wide receiver. Uh, he stuck with his commitment to Ohio State. Um, this this day also reminds me of the story you tell about your college recruitment. Uh, so Stone was a, uh, he was a, I'd say, a pretty sought-after prospect maybe not overwhelming d1 prospect which you eventually ended up at at southern illinois but you had attention uh you had uh, an all region uh, potential all state career at south fork high school won a lot of games uh a lot of awards you were on our top 63 list the entire thing that's back when you had hair flowing locks uh, down past your shoulder area really stood out in a crowd this stone Lebanowitz guy He's buff too uh, and, and buff you were you were definitely buff uh Were you eating 2.30 in the morning uh, meals in high school? Yeah, I don't think a damn thing has changed. I I think I was still (laughs) eating the same way. So you're the same lifestyle, different time in your life right now. (laughs) Bingo. Yeah, yeah. So so if you could, though, just uh, what was your recruitment like? Because you got a raw, raw, raw deal, which to me, it pisses me off even hearing this story.
0: Yeah, raw deal. And when you talk about sought after, I think I don't necessarily think that I was sought after, but I was a kid,
1: coaches knew could play. Sure, you were a prospect, you were a gamer, you were a baller, someone who was going to give you a chance, but it was just a matter of someone stepping up and throwing the offer out there.
0: 100%, and I think for kids uh, that are juniors going into the senior year, that's when it's really camp-heavy. That's when you try to venture all around the country, playing all these 7-on-7 teams, and I did just that, number one 7-on-7 team in the country, all these things... But camps, right? Probably had 26 of them lined up, going state to state, just trekking around uh, my dad, my mom, making those trips, as all recruits and all recruits' parents do. But I made the stop at FIU. I was invited to the camp personally. I thought, okay, stay a little close to the crib. So I, I do go to that camp, and I perform really well. Quarterback MVP, phenomenal. Hey, we need you back. We need you back next week. Okay, cool. Put it on the calendar. Back next week. What happened? Best, best player at that camp, best quarterback at that camp, win MVP again, and it was like, hey, listen. And I obviously won't name any names and I'm probably going to say things that I shouldn't say, but I was told, hey, hey, we just need you one more time. We're on board, but Big Dog's not quite on board. We need you to come to the camp one more time. Just do your thing. Exactly what you did here. There are a few guys that we need to kind of
1: convince or at least you need to help. Us convince him with your play and just a camp so performance. So they're, they're just trying to they're 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 pumping you up, saying, "Hey man, we need you, dude. Like we we need you to uh, we need you to come out, just do your thing, man." Do yeah, your th- thing. there
0: were coaches on staff that were on board with me going there and wanted to throw a scholarship at, but the ones who actually made the decisions, he wasn't quite convinced. So I have to go a third time, and I'm thinking, okay, this is real, right? I mean, it's not typical that a kid goes to a camp three times in a row in the same month. There's no point in that, but I was asked to, so I did it. What happens? Quarterback MVP, best quarterback at the camp. They even had this time an FIU commit, which I would imagine was constructive and strategic. Let's bring the kid that we have committed right now against the kid that we want to give an offer to. Boom. Third time's a charm. MVP again. Beat that kid out. I looked a lot better than that kid that day. Well, this is all set. Everything's all said and done. And I was told now by the staff, we're going to get this thing done. We're going to get this thing done. We want you to be an early enrollee, a mid-year guy, if that's the case. Now, I was told this in November, right, which which, for all of you out there trying to do some math, okay, if you don't have your credits accomplished by the end of the year, there's no way anybody can be a mid-year enrollee. Well, managed to get it done, get all my credits by December, I think, 26th, the day after Christmas. I'm hacking away at computers, taking online classes, all of these things. Well, uh, at that point in time, Florida International was – uh. 0-7. Oh, so now you have this beautiful mix, or I'll call it a disgusting mix of a kid who now was told that he was going to go to FIU plan to go to FIU, you know, ordered the merchandise. Like I'm you're locked
1: told- in, you got your credits in early. Yeah.
0: And everything that I needed to do that they told me to do, I got done. All my credits. It was time I've been in constant communication with these guys. It was official visits for, uh, visits for some of their game days and stuff. I'm going to be an FIU Panther. I'm excited for it. And this was Ron Turner, right? This was Ron Turner. He was at the helm for FIU at the time. They're 0-6 or 0-7 at this point in time. He gets fired, and that was the last bit of communication that I had gotten from anybody on that FIU staff. Obviously, you clean house after a situation like that. So So Butch
1: Davis comes in. Butch Davis comes in. Butch Davis comes in. And not one single solitary human being on Butch Davis's staff. Forget Butch for a second. Nobody on that staff. They're looking through these commitments. They're looking through these preferred walk-ons. Not any single human being after you win and you got your credits in and you're going to come to campus early. No one reached out to you. Not a soul reached out to me. So at this point,
0: I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether or not I'm going to FIU. I don't know what I should do, but there's just no communication. So Now you have a 17, 18 year old kid who's finished with high school and it's January. I have no more school to go to. It's Christmas break. Everybody's going back. Well, Stone's not because he thought he was going to FIU. So that is when the junior college came about. Uh, Somebody reached out to me, It was a week after they reached out that I flew up there and never came back home, went to junior college and got my AA in a matter of nine months and then got a scholarship to Southern Illinois. But it was a quick turn of events. I got the cold-blooded side of college football thrown at me pretty early, earlier than most would expect. So like I said, I graduated. It's December. I think I'm going to FIU. I was told that if I graduated early, I was going to be brought in. This was the plan for me. This is how I was going to make my money. From a scholarship standpoint, yeah, none of that never happened. Nobody ever reached out and everything. So the FI, FIU shirts, the cups, all these things that yeah, and the family purchased. Oh. Yep, just to throw them in the garbage because we're not going to FIU. And and then you fast forward a few years, and I I, I do a show with FI, FAU's play-by-play, and all things are well because you guys bust their ass no matter what the sport is. So it's all yeah. good.
1: Uh, that story pisses me off. I hate that story. Um, I hate that for Stone. And let that be a lesson to anybody who sits there and says, why do the players get paid? Why do the players need to get paid? Go and get your scholarship, get your degree. Because there are guys like Stone who have every design of going to a place and playing ball and getting their degree. And as soon as a new guy comes in, they don't even have the courtesy to reach out to the 18 year old who's trying to start his college life. They just leave them flapping in the wind, and nobody says anything, and nobody feels any remorse. And then, seven years later, that person gets to tell their story on this radio show. But until then, nobody knows about it because there ain't no way Butch Davis was going to talk about it. There ain't oh. no way nobody at FIU was going to talk about it. So, before you whine and complain and moan about, oh, NIL, and why are players getting paid? There are a lot of flaws in the NIL system, a ton of them. The fact that it's a bidding war for players is a But if you have a problem with the base principle of college athletes getting compensated, let that story resonate with you because... It's a whole lot more of players like Stone getting screwed than it is the other way around. Absolutely. These players uh, that are abusing the NIL and abusing compensation. Just completely understand that. I have a message for USF head coach Alex Golish when we come back. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. You are not going to believe the trash talk from USF head coach Alex Golish to FAU in advance of tomorrow's Boca Raton Bowl where USF is actually playing Syracuse, but it's Tom Herman in Florida Atlantic living rent-free in the head Of USF's head football coach First let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care And then we'll address that Clown show Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net/ortho. I I cannot believe this. I'm the glad I haven't goal, seen it. The goal of this guy, Alex Golish, the 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 first year head coach of USF. I mean, this is just flat out clown show behavior. Alex Golish at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl luncheon this afternoon. And this is where the both teams get together. Dignitaries, uh, our team at oh, the West happened. Palm. This just happened. Uh, we handle the marketing and uh, putting together this bowl game. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. We're very proud of it. It's our baby. Our December baby. Um, Alex Golish. Walked up to the podium, the USF head football coach, and said the following stone, and I believe you not, JMP just confirmed it to me, I believe you not, said, quote, it, but Alex Golish said, quote, it must be nice for a team in Boca to be practicing in December. It must be nice for a team in Boca to be practicing in December. That's Alex Alex Golish, USF head football coach, taking a shot at FAU. I don't understand the point of that, but I'm fine with a little bit of trash talk. I'm good with a little bit of trash talk. It's fun. It's a good time. But it is funny that that is coming out of the mouth of a head coach whose fan base swears, swears that there's no rivalry with FAU. When FAU learned that it was going to be in the same conference as USF, FAU fans universally embraced, oh, a new regional rivalry. This will be fun. This will be good. USF fans, all they did was thumb their nose, turn their back, wanted nothing to do with FAU. Oh, little brother, little brother, little brother, little brother. And then what the hell happened? Wouldn't you know it? On October 14th of 2023, FAU went across the state, rolled into Raymond James Stadium, and whooped up on that USF ass. Stone, ask me what the final score of that game was. Ask me what the final score of that game was. Hey, what was the final score of that game? Florida Atlantic 56, USF 14. Florida Atlantic 56, USF 14. Alex Golish and USF lost at home on homecoming by 42 points. 42 points. In Spanish, 42 42 points. And that guy has the goal to stand up at the podium and take a shot at FAU after you lost to said team by 42 points. Outworked. Outplayed. Outprepared and humiliated on your home field in front of alum who took the time and spent their money to come back to their alma mater. And what did you do? Vomited all over yourself. Face planted on the turf at Raymond James. Lost by 42. And that guy is going to come across the state and take a shot at FAU. It would be fine if these two teams were on even footing. But when you lose to a team by 42, guess what? You're not. Whether you're in a bowl game and they're not or not, you're not on equal footing. You can't talk trash like that when you lost by 42, literally weeks ago, to that football team that you're disrespecting. That is is clown show behavior from Alex Golish. And I'm sure that there are some higher ups right now at ESPN West Palm. And again, this is our baby, the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And we sure are glad that USF and Syracuse are here and the fan bases are coming and spending money at hotels and at restaurants and infusing cash into the local uh, economy. And they're going to fill up FAU Stadium tomorrow night. And I'm sure they're saying, oh, Ken, no, what are you doing? Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I also represent Florida Atlantic as well. And that from Alex Golish is clown show behavior. Believe that. Clown. You lost by 42, and you're going to stand up there and talk trash? Just wait till USF comes here next year, comes to Boca Raton next year. You know what they're going to get? That work. Okay. That work.
0: They're going to get ass smashed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, to, to put it
0: lightly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, it, was, it, was, it, was well, it was a good dig. You
1: know what else was a good dig? <laughs> just, when FAU went up 42 in Tampa and converted an onside <laughs> kick on USF. That was good, too.
0: It was also good when he got asked two questions in his uh, <clears throat> press conference, right? A, uh, AAC Media Day. Well, Alex got asked one or two questions. I'm sorry, though. I think it's a good
1: icebreaker. You know what was an icebreaker? Beating USF by 42 and then hitting an onside kick on him. So, uh, But I don't want to, USF fans are going to sit here and celebrate the trash talking of Alex Golish. That's fine. Right. Embrace it. But don't you dare tell me that USF-FAU is in a rivalry now don't you dare if you're gonna sit there and you're gonna hear alex golish's comments you're gonna say oh my god that's so sexy oh i feel so good about that alex golish made me tingle oh god yes football football oh yeah if you're gonna sit there and you're gonna celebrate that from alex golish then you can't tell me this isn't a rivalry i don't want to hear that again big facts. own it usf fans it's a rivalry now when the usf head coach has to take shots at little brother who beat you by 42. Guess what? It's a rivalry. Did I get my point across, Stone?
0: Hmm. I think so much so that I don't know where else you can go with it. You, see, you put it to rest. Yeah.
2: And so, uh, so
0: now this forces me to lay the two and a half with Syracuse, too. So, you know. Yeah. Should
1: to line the pockets up, too. Did I tell people about Baptist at the start of the segment? I yeah. can't remember anymore. Yeah, you did. Okay, should I tell people about, How about what? the FAU? Just more oh, FAU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he, more FAU. You know what? Nobody talks about the USF. NBA Sport Management Program. Want to know why? Because it's not number one in Florida. Hell, I don't even know if it exists. The FAU NBA Sport Management Program, I know that that exists. It's number one in the state of Florida. It's number 10 in the world according to sport business. Oh, I'll go to USF and get a job in sport. <laughs> nope, no you won't because that happens at FAU. The FAU NBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash sport. fau.edu slash sport. The FAU NBA Sport Management Program it is your red carpet into the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu/slash/mba sport, been doing it for 23 years and doing it extremely well. fau.edu/slash/mba sport. USF fans, for those down here, getting ready for the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl tomorrow. After your head coach stood up there and took a shot at FAU, just understand you lost by 42 to FAU, and now it's a rivalry, and you can't tell anybody else otherwise. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.